everybody. Welcome to Pitta Party, the podcast. And today we have Hannah. <laughs> so today we're going to talk about getting into yachting and we're going to share our stories of how we got into yachting, how you guys can get into yachting and yeah, what it's basically about. Um, so maybe, Hannah, do you want to start? How did you get into the luxurious, uh, fun, <laughs> exciting, bad world of yachting. Exactly. Um, so I actually had a horrible breakup and <laughs> my mom, I know every good story starts with a oh, always, breakup, every time you move country or something like that, it was a really bad breakup. And then <laughs> the best things happen. <laughs> Exactly. You'll know I've broken up with Josh if I come on my Instagram with like red hair or something. <laughs> um, no, so we, um, so my mum basically wanted to kind of take me out of the situation and give me a bit of a break. So we went on a six week trip to um, Europe. And it was so funny because we were negotiating where we were going to. And I really wanted to go to Cannes because I'd seen the film festival. And, um, so I think she got, I don't know, she got somewhere else, but I got can. And we were at, staying at this hotel and we were going to go up to grass to the perfumeries. That's and where I was born, was like, FYI, fun fact. Oh, really? <laughs> oh my yeah. God. Daisy born in grass. Well, I didn't I really get the pun until I was older. <laughs> <laughs> did did you have a... Bag. Did you have a perfume made with your name, Daisy? I didn't, I didn't. I'll have to go back and do that. <laughs> Well, now Sorry. I feel bad about the rest of the story. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the concierge was like, don't go to that shithole. <laughs> well, I think, I mean, I, yeah, grass doesn't have a huge amount going for it. It was only in the hospital. We lived in the south of France, but yes, I was born. <laughs> okay. Don't worry, I'm not offended. I'll forgive you, then I'll forgive you. <laughs> um, no, so he said, he's like, go to Antibes. It's like this really cute little village and um you know you can go and see all the super yachts and there's the picasso museum so we went and did the walk along billionaires um lane which is where as you guys know all the massive massive yachts are parked and um then my mum went to the picasso museum and i went to the pub and it happened to be the hop store <laughs> oh of course for anyone who doesn't if nobody know, yeah the Hop Store is a very, very um, well-known Irish pub in Antibes, which is a hot spot for yachties. If anyone's looking to network, which is a big part of yachting, you need to get down to the Hop Store, get a couple of Jaeger bombs in you, and uh, yeah, you'll probably... <laughs> no, don't get too drunk before you get your first job. Yeah. <laughs> get on the bar. Yeah, <laughs> you'll either, you'll either get a job or get laid, one of the others, so... <laughs> Sometimes both. <laughs> yeah. A lot of times both. <laughs> no, I um and the funniest thing is I went into the hot store and asked where an ATM machine is, but he was like a French bartender. And so he gave me like I think his cell phone or like their machine or something and I was like, Oh my god, like I was like technology. And he's like, no, don't be silly, down the road. And I was like, oh, my God, you're so cheeky. And I ended up falling in love with the south of France, coming back, finding what I could do there, which was yachting. And I went back into Hop Store, and the same bartender was there. And I was like, oi, cheeky. And he goes, oh, yeah. 
And then for our 11-year friendship, he was only known as Cheeky to me. Oh, That's really so cute. How old were you when you got into yachting? 22. Oh, wow. Fresh. So young. Baby. Yeah. I've already been in the workforce for eight years, though, so... Wow. And did you yeah. did you dock walk to get it or how did you how did you get into the first yacht? Um I so I had a very disastrous first season. It was <laughs> it was the worst that basically anyone had heard in the industry which says a lot. Um but my first boat was um the first boat I got through leaving my CV at like that little office where you go and print stuff off. Yeah, yeah, next yeah. to the blue lady. Yeah, <laughs> and I was on that boat for 16 hours. So I woke <laughs> up the next day with adult chicken pox. Oh, Ooh, no. Shing- shingles. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, and no. it was um, Cannes Film Festival time and the crew house wouldn't take me back. So I had to go and spend the, all of my money on a hotel room, um, the Polyers, you know that one, that shithole. Oh my god! <laughs> um, so I had to stay there, and I wasn't allowed out in daylight hours. So um, I was like a little vampire. How like, long were you there town for? After the sunset, ten days. Wow, like, that's like pre pre quarantine. You had a your own quarantine <laughs> experience. Yeah. Wow. Such I'm... a trendsetter I am. <laughs> So what happened after that when you recovered from your shingles? Were you, you were able to kind of Um, go? So the captain didn't give me my passport back. Oh my Um, God. So I was traveling on a British passport. So I found out that he had come back to the boat. This is years later. I found out he'd come back to the boat that the one night I was on it and just cleared the table in the um, bridge, which is where the, the captain drives to do some activities on the table and he just cleared everything into the bin and thrown my passport away. <gasps> oh so my God. Oh my I to God. Wait. I know. So I had to wait for my, my mum had to go into my storage unit and I had no, like boxes weren't labeled. So she had to go through everything and find my Australian passport and send that over. And so um, then yeah then she sent it over and then i joined another boat and we took it from auntie down to naples and picked up charter guests and on the second day of charter we were out at sea and the engine room caught fire jesus christ um, Hannah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I tell you, it was literally, this is like the start of the worst season you've ever heard. <laughs> How you stayed in it? Good for you. I know. I would have been <laughs> I That's persistency. <laughs> yeah, everyone said like. So some of them are still friends with of me now. That like helped me at the time, but they were all like, "What is wrong with this girl? Like, why did <laughs> I ended the season by being driven in a tender to hospital for kidney stones? Oh. Um, and that was like there was so much in between. But they were like, "Why is she back?" Like, is wow. she crazy? I was like, well, firstly, yes. <laughs> and like, secondly, I didn't get the experience that I wanted. Like I was wanting to come and travel and have fun. And, you know, obviously I didn't do that. So I was going to try again. Oh, good wow. for you. 
Well, for people who don't know, Hannah doesn't remember, but I remember. So when I went down for my first season, I don't know if you know this, Danny. Um, I but well, basically, I was watching Below Deck, and we were like fans of it in our old boat. And I had watched a few seasons, and for some reason, there was a you were on the boat, and the boat was backing up into Antibes, and I got this crazy, crazy flashback, and I was like, oh my god, I was like. Oh my God. So I text my friend Kate and I was like, is Hannah? And I barely even wrote anything else. And she's like, yeah, it is Hannah. And I was like, oh my God. So basically we kind of knew what we were talking about. And this is, I mean, probably like seven years after I'd met you for like 15 minutes or something. And I'm basically my first season. <laughs> Where were we when we met Daisy? So it was my first season and I was looking for my first job. So I hadn't had a job yet. And you were down by like kind of like the Capitanery and on on Teeb. It was you know when yeah. you have to walk behind um so you're not exactly on the international key, it's like the smaller boats where you kinda of go behind the wall and you're looking out yeah, almost. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So you were on a boat there and this is how me and this girl Kate actually met, that we were both waiting to be interviewed and me and Kate are still friends to this day nine years later. And I did the interview and I was dying hungover. So like, I interviewed you, right? Yeah, you interviewed me. Oh and my you God, had, that's so funny. You had a French captain and you really wanted me, but he, you just fired a girl and he really wanted yeah. this French girl. And because you had this disaster season with these other girls, <laughs> he, he got his way and he's like, no, I'm hiring this French girl. And me and you were emailing back and forth. And that was the end of it. And I never saw you again. And honestly, and I ha honestly had seen a few seasons and whatever season it was. And for whatever way, I just got this. I was like, oh my God. And text Kate straight away. She's like, yeah, that was Hannah who interviewed. And you might've been my first interview for any boat. That, that is a very oh good chance. Oh my God. Yeah. So for anyone who didn't know. That yeah, it is such a small anyone, world. I was going to say, if anyone doesn't believe yachting's a small world, it really is. Yeah. It, We're all connected. Scary. We all know people that know people that heard of people. <laughs> yeah. Just ask yeah. people. <laughs> um, oh yeah, my so God. That was a... Uh, that was an inch. I know how, oh, how well, different I our lives could have been. I wish that I'd hired you, Daisy. That French chick was a bitch. So. <laughs> well there we go I would have loved to have worked with you yeah I was super disappointed and yeah this is so I was dying dying hungover and it must have been it must have been a Sunday and I couldn't get painkillers because in France especially back then there was no way a pharmacy mm. or a shop would be open maybe neither would be but uh and yeah. I remember wearing sunglasses. We, we were up in the flybridge having a chat and being like, this is so rude. And I'm saying to you, oh, I'm so sorry I'm being so rude. It's just that the sun's in my eyes. But really, I had this splitting headache and I had tears streaming <laughs> down my eyes. And by the end, I was like, it's now or never. And I was like, I am so sorry, but do you think you have any painkillers? And you were like, yeah, sure, mama. <laughs> I think, yeah, I couldn't, Danny. I was like, I actually can't go the rest of the day without painkillers. That's like, why I didn't get the job, Daisy. No, no. I, <laughs> I love I think I could probably smell the alcohol on you. You asked yeah. for painkillers, and I'm like, I want to hire her. I really <laughs> like, wanted to find now. Don't even think I could find the email, but I really wanted to find them because we were we were emailing back and forth because I was like, no one's gonna believe me, and you were like, I really want you, but my captain wants this French chick. Blah blah blah. We did. Yeah, we had no, a good she vibe. Was a disaster. <laughs> 
So yeah, that was. Oh, I would have loved story. to work with you, especially on that boat, because that captain was just like so loose, like he didn't care. <laughs> what you spent or anything like that so i was like yeah the guest totally requested like four cases of dom perignon and like four <laughs> kilos of alaskan crab <laughs> then we finished charter he's like we've got all these booze i'm like oh i know it's shame awful. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's really crazy how different like i always think about moments like that that how different your paths could have gone yeah um yeah i'm still glad i got to meet you even if i didn't get to work with you and now here we are now here we are alum but low deck cheese (laughs) but how did you get your first job daisy apart from (laughs) their one my um my pair well yeah my parents worked in yachting and uh, i have a few aunties and uncles who did it and when I was leaving school and trying to decide what to do, my dad was like, oh, you should go into yachting, blah, blah, blah. I honestly, because he was in the Merchant Navy. So I thought he was talking about the Navy. And I was like, this sounds terrific. Why would I ever want to do that? And I was like, point blank, like, absolutely not. I honestly thought, like, because he would say, like, oh, you wear a uniform and you clean. I honestly thought I was on top of, like, on a cargo ship or a Navy ship. And I was just like, <laughs> why would I do that? No. So he was like, okay, fine. Well, if you won't do that, what about hotel management? So I really wanted to travel. So I was like, yeah, perfect. So I went and studied hotel management and ended up working in a hotel in London for two years. And I just hated it. I hated the hours. I hated how much I earned. I didn't mind the work, it was just the lack of recognition that just drove me crazy. So we went on a father-daughter ski trip and I was just like, I just hate my job so much. You drank like copious amounts of um, rum one night and he's like, Daisy, I'm telling you, go become a yachty. And this was two years later. So the internet was like easier, accessible, there was, no, this, sorry, this was not two years later. This was uh, seven years later than when he first mentioned it. So the internet was a different thing than it was seven years before. So I was like, oh, I can actually yeah. Google this now and visualize it, which I did. And, um, oh, that was, sorry, year after London. So a year later, <laughs> um, I, two years now I've been in London. And, uh, Even yeah. I'm confused about this. Time. I know, I'm sorry. so confused now. So yeah. seven, years, seven years before, he was like, go into yachting. There was no internet. I said no. So I went to university for five years, went to London for a year, a year into London, hated it. He convinced me to go. And then a year later, I was in Antibes. So <laughs> between one and 10 years after the initial conversation. Yes. So yes, exactly. <laughs> You know, it was seven, seven years, but um, yeah, I finally Let's got just out forget there. about the years. <laughs> finally got out there and um, went on Teeb and actually stayed with, because our university is a really small university and it's, it's yeah, it's tiny. And I actually stayed with a few girls in Cannes who were doing their placement year in a hotel there who I'd never met before. But that's the way you, the university kind of works is you kind of mm. look out, out for each other. So I messaged them being like, do you mind if I stay with you? Literally, the size of my bedroom, which is like a shoebox at the moment. The three of us lived in there for five weeks, the best five weeks of our lives. I'd never met these girls. I'm like, hey, I'm like here. (laughs) And then, yeah, hung out in Antibes a lot, obviously. Made friends with the bartenders in the Keys. 
which is <laughs> another Irish bar, and they were all Irish like Will in there. And stuff? Yeah, 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 yeah. Will yeah. and um, oh my god, James and yeah, yeah Ian. Yeah, yeah. yeah, so they introduced me to someone who gave me some day work, and yeah, I got a job on a thirty-four meter um sailboat as a soul stew and did a couple of charters and was on there for the season in Antibes and that was my first um yachting experience Aww. nine years ago yeah which was great I loved it <sighs> I love how our stories are all so random we're just like yeah sure let's do that why not let's try <laughs> well, that's the only way um, to get into yachting that's yeah. you know, all you can do is is turn up in the south especially France. back then I feel yeah. like it's kind of different now, but back then it was such a cowboy industry. There was no rules. There was no laws. There was, it was just so like, hold on. You've got to be tough. Yeah. You've got to yeah. kind of go with the flow. There's no, you know. And I think you're right. Just go and learn. I think because of COVID as well, it, that's going to change the industry massively because I think green people are going to be able to apply online whereas there was no yeah. way it, you wouldn't even look at someone without either seeing their CV on the dock or seeing them in the hot store you just weren't going to get a job otherwise yeah, exactly. but I think COVID the agencies would laugh at you if yeah. you had no experience and you go to the agencies they're like yeah no you have to dock walk because yeah. yeah yeah but I do think that's going to yeah, change that's... with COVID I think so yeah. too I that's how I got my first job. My, um, sorry, Danny. Um, no, no, I'm that's just going to say I'm seeing some of my students now getting jobs from home mm -hmm. and getting flown. Wow. Yeah. Which is so that's... it's already changing. Yeah. I mean, you would only get that's flown amazing. out to a job if I only got flown out for a job once I was chief to you, and then it was it was pretty easy. But before that, yeah, it, yeah, it was like no, you need to yeah. be there. Um, I think I had two done? seasons experience. Um, well, I had this boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> Did you guys break up and then your mum took you there? <laughs> well, we didn't break up yet, but I did go into Yari because of him. So, not that's like not, the best thing to get out of a relationship. I, I guess so. He got me. He got me seven years of Yari, anyways. Um, but he was. I met him in Dubai while I was a flight attendant, and he was a chef. And he had already done a season of yachting and he was tired of Dubai and he was like, let's go to France and get a job on a yacht because, you know, I just don't want to be here anymore. And I was like, on a yacht? I was like, oh, I've never been on a boat, but yeah, sure. <laughs> I've never been on a boat, but yeah, let's go. I worked on a cruise ship before, which is very different. Yeah. Um, so we flew to France and I actually got, in one week, I got two interviews and the can port, dock walking. Mm. And at the same day, I got offered the, both of the jobs, and I chose one because they paid a hundred euros more. A week, <laughs> a week is good going to get two interviews. I was party. Oh, by the way, fun fact: I never once dock walked. I neither uh, did I. No, I couldn't. Whatever, you guys. Whatever. I partied <laughs> I did hard. It for we like forty-five minutes on one Sunday until one of these crew was like, "You don't dock walk on a Sunday." I was like. Oh, sorry. He's like, that's okay. We're going to the pub. Do you want to come? I'm like, yeah, sure. Okay. <laughs> Me and Hannah did it the old, uh, the old fashioned way by partying and networking. Either way works. You know what was my problem? I had a boyfriend. I always had relationships in the yarding. So I, I never, never like 
were friends with bartenders, never party too much because I was always in a relationship. Oh, when I was boy. in a relationship, I was I sorry. <laughs> can I can I quickly tell you something funny while I remember? Yeah, go ahead. My first ever chief stew job was acquired in the hop store by beating the captain downing a pint. Yes. Oh my Brilliant. god. <laughs> And it that is amazing. Um, interview because the um, the the owner always wanted to drink with the crew, and the chief stew was the one that kind of had to like take it for the team in, in a non-sexual way. Um, <laughs> but we're gonna get into that part. <laughs> he goes, if you can down this pint quicker than me, you're coming with me to Ventimiglia tomorrow, and you've got your ch- first chief stew job. And I was like. Oh mate, let's go! And he's like this old sailor Kiwi guy, and he's like, "No way!" I was like, "What? What? What?" Wow. <laughs> yeah, for anyone That's who amazing. doesn't know, a big part of um, why networking and going to bars is important is because a big part of the job is to be social, and they want to see that you know mm. you'll you'll join yeah. in and you know you'll participate. You don't have to drink, but it's kind of comes with the territory. Um, it's kind of expected. You don't have to, but kind of. <laughs> and I'm curious, Hannah, how I actually don't know this. How did you come to be on Below Deck? Oh my gosh, this is another funny one involving a lot of alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> of course. Um, of course. So, no, basically, I had been. Oh my gosh, Danny, did you finish your story? Yeah, oh, well, sorry, that was me interrupting. <laughs> Yeah, no, Daisy doesn't let me talk, you know, Daisy rumble and rumble and rumble, and then I just, like, I give up, yeah, that's fine, keep going. (laughs) Sorry, honey. Um, Okay, so, basically, I was in the med, and I'd done five solid seasons, and I was just at that stage where I was in Parma, and I was just, I know it sounds disgusting, but I was like, ugh. Corsica, Sardinia, Amalfi Coast, Monaco, Saint-Tropez. I was just over the same scene. Well, it's called the milk so, run for a reason. I mean, it is yeah, repetitive. You're not the only one to say that. It does get a bit repetitive. And there's only, like, so many times you can, like, have a day off at Club saint Sink and, like, find it entertaining, you know? Actually, I would die now that we've been in lockdown for a few years. I'm like, give me one day in a beach club in South of France. <laughs> so at this stage, how um, long had you been in yachting? Uh, five years. Okay, yeah. And I'd only ever done the med. I never did the Caribbean. Oh, wow. Man. So you missed it was out, mid-season Hannah. after mid-season. Oh, the Caribbean's <sighs> a good one. Yeah. I hate to say yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> I think I really liked the, like, with yachting, I think, because I had a friend who joined at the same time as me and she only did Caribbean and I only did med. Um, but I think it's like you're usually either a med person or a Caribbean person, I find. I think, And I was definitely the med. I think what's hard as well is because I ended up world traveling. So I did completely different. But what is what is tempting about the med and what I got to the point of I wanted to only do med Caribbean is you have your group of friends. And that I think yeah. is difficult as and um, why a lot of people stick to the med because you might be seeing someone or you don't want to leave your friends and i i really struggled 
by the end with the world traveling I really miss my friends yeah. and I'd be like in Thailand in this amazing place and by the end of so it was really the end of Thailand and that was very shortly before I, I went on below deck yeah I was done I missed I was homesick for the first time in a long time yeah and I think Daisy that's such a good point because I think that's what sometimes people don't realize when they're watching below deck is we are in a bubble of people and we don't socialize outside mm -hmm. of that. In normal yachting, like for me, like one of my best friends had an apartment and like lived in Antib. So like I would finish charter and I would just go straight to my friends. So even if you're frustrated with your crew or whatever, I'd go and have a night out with my friends and go and stay at her house and I'd come back and I'd have that time to reset. Mm -hmm. And so then I'd go like, it's your job, blah, blah, blah. And like people don't understand with Below Deck, it's like you never get that. Yeah. You yeah. can't even have a phone conversation without a microphone on. Yeah. So well, I was feeling a like, bit like that in Thailand. frustration gets, you know. Like in Thailand, we, our crew were seven you know you take away the captain because he's a bit older you take away someone on holiday you take away the engineer because he doesn't really socialize with the group yeah. and suddenly there was like me and the two boys and honestly there's only so much of bangla road i can do with the two boys going to a fucking ping pong show i was just like serious yeah. by the end i was like i'm fucking done and i miss that like having my friend being able to go for dinner and I was I was crying by the end of it and I loved the boys yeah. like we were close 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 yeah. and I was like I need to be able to go for dinner with a girlfriend and I can see the appeal of why people stick to the med and yeah you know, how you kind of go into that circle and I've definitely got like my family by the way I'm gonna keep going but do you mind if I told Josh <laughs> we're not drinking in the week but I told him I was doing like a podcast where you had to have a glass of wine oh perfect <laughs> yeah <laughs> I was like Mama trained today. Mama's having a fucking wine, okay? <laughs> I can still hear you guys both. Well, um, I was just going to say that for me, the worst about doing med and Caribbean, because that's what I used to do. I used to do both seasons every year. It was the crossing. I fucking hate oh, the crossing. Uh, I hate it. I've, I've done, done it done twice. That. I've done it twice. And one of them, I almost died because it was all the way from Holland to Fort Lauderdale. And out of 15 days, we had 13 bad weather Oof. and we couldn't even work. We we're all sleeping in the main salon. Well, yeah. you, I have done, Danny, I'm not quite sure, but I've done around 12 Atlantic crossings, maybe three oh, Pacific. God forbid. Yeah. I wish you could see my face right now. <laughs> and on a sailboat with How no stabilizers. That's probably better for seasick though. Not one crossing. Wow. Yeah, I'm jealous of that, Hannah. I wish I hadn't done any crossings, to be honest. My longest was <laughs> three weeks. Three weeks across the Pacific, a couple of days, oh. no internet. Oh, I would die. That was actually quite. It was very flat. It got very hot. Um, so yeah, no, I've done some cool crossings. But go on. So we digressed a bit there. So you were in it for five years. <laughs> sick of the milk so, run. Yeah, I was a bit sick of the milk run so i applied for a job in america my first female captain i've ever worked with um so i get there and the funniest thing was i'd never been to america so i arrived in jacksonville florida oh my and god the chef came to pick me up and he's a really good friend of mine now but he was like this chick is crazy 
because we were driving to the boat and I was like, oh my God, stop the car. He's like, what? I was like, pull over. He's like, okay. And I was like, oh my God, a real life trailer park. (laughs) (laughs) And I like wanted to walk through it and he's like, I'm just picking you up. It's not like a fucking tour of Florida. (laughs) But I was like, I've seen trailer parks in movies. This is so exciting. And I was like, but that was it. It was like, I was used to being like, in the pristine waters of Corsica or in Monaco or something. And what I would get excited about then was a trailer park, you know, cause I hadn't seen yeah, it before. Something new. Um, and this, the captain, the female captain was like so crazy. So I got there and she like noticed a tattoo that big on my foot. And she was like, you didn't tell me you had tattoos in the interview. I'm like, you didn't ask. <laughs> And then that evening I went outside and I had a cigarette and and someone was like, oh, you can't, like, you can't let the captain see you smoking. And I was like, you know what, like, if you are really, like, if you're a boat that is picky about tattoos and smoking, then you should ask that. Yeah, that's you know, like, Yeah, don't fly me over there and then I was like no it's fine like she can see me smoking so on like day three she saw me smoking and pulled me into the bridge and she's like oh this is a non-smoking vessel and I was like oh that's great for the vessel (laughs) (laughs) I smoke so um so me and her started clashing heads pretty quickly um and that was my biggest thing is I'm like if you you know it's such a big thing like so many yachties smoke and have tattoos so just say it in the interview so like you said if you expect you to be honest they have to be honest with you as well you know yes a lot of boats and you know expect you to give up their your life but there are a lot of boats out there that don't care about tattoos and that don't care that you smoke um so no I think that's pretty fair to to, yeah to to mention that and then I got there and I realized the entire boat was couples Oh, shit. Rookie era for anybody who is looking to getting into yachting, probably not when you're green, but when you're more established, you ask about the crew. You find out (laughs) how many couples are on board, how old the rest of the crew are. You know, because sometimes it's not just for you. It's just not for you. And I never work with couples. Um, because yeah. of that, because I'm saying nothing wrong it's... with being a cop on a yachty, okay? Well, <laughs> it's not very fun, I can tell you now, as a single person working <laughs> with a load of couples and especially antisocial couples. Uh, no, it is important, yeah. it and is th- important that's exactly to... what they were. There was like one guy, one young guy, a deckhand who was um, like not in the couple. Um, but the rest of them, they were like on their breaks, they would want to like watch The Simpsons. And when we drop off charter, they'd want to go to like couples dinners. And like on my break, I used to want to like get the tender in and go exploring and go into a hike or, you know, no, let's be serious. I want to sit on the beach and drink wine and smoke cigarettes. When you start saying I want to go on a hike, I was like, really? Did you? Occasionally I used to do it if it was a small island and I could hike to the top and see the, the view. But, and I also realized that, that that trip from Jacksonville, Florida up to New York is really not pretty. I was like, it was all industrial with these big smoking things. And I was like, maybe fucking Amalfi Coast. Was <laughs> but I, I'd gone out in Charleston, which I loved. I love Charleston in uh, South Carolina. 
uh, and got wasted with this deckhand one night. And he's like, oh, do you know that they're casting for the chief steward for low deck med? He had to tell me this because I didn't remember. <laughs> and um, I was literally ironing the next day and I was like, oh, I'm dying. But did you so know what below deck med was at that stage? Below deck med wasn't anything back then, honey. Oh, you were the first? Yeah, because Hannah was the first. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. So below deck had done like two or three, two seasons maybe, but it wasn't big. I kind of knew there was a show about yachting, but didn't know anything about it. And so we applied for it that night drunk with a fucking video like and sent it off. I oh production I loved that the video. Are you <laughs> No, you're not. Are you in a jet ski wearing a life jacket? No. Okay, that's someone else. I hope not at three o'clock in the morning. I was down in Charleston all fucking night. I wasn't, but maybe I was. Was that how you applied? You did like back then, I don't know, because obviously it was different. Yeah. So I didn't even know if they asked for a video, but he came to me the next day and I was so hungover and he's like, oh, do you remember like applying for Below Deck Med last night? I was like, no, what are you talking about? And I went into my sent emails. I was like, oh my God, what have you done? So I forgot about it. And then like I basically, um, a relief captain came in to take over from this woman, which was like very lucky. But I maybe got like a tiny bit drunk one night, like off charter and threw up on the dock and then went to sleep. And then the next day they were like, mm, I don't think you're a good fit for this oh. boat. And I was like, can, can I just sleep for two more hours and then get part of me? <laughs> it's like, I can't pack my bag right now. You're like, it, it just, no. oh my God. I was like, I cannot so deal with funny. this right now. And so, but it worked out perfectly because I was going to quit anyway. But then this captain felt so bad for me that I was like, oh, we were in Newport. And I was like, do you mind getting my flight out of New York? And he's like, yeah, of course. And then like, here's money for food for the next few days. And here's money for transport. And like, handed me like, he was the sweetest thing. And especially after dealing with this devil woman for like a few months. And so then I went to New York and um, with a lifesaver from Ireland that I'd met one night while I was out in Newport. Amazing. <laughs> so we had a um, we had a few nights in New York and then I flew back and then I decided I was kind of done with yachting. And so then my whole interview process for Below Deck Med, I was following a music festival around Croatia and partying in the Greek islands. So I used to forget that I would have a Skype and I was like, they'd be like, Hey Hannah, like we're online. And I was like, oh, fuck. Uh. <laughs> I'm wasted at a beach club. Which they so would I have loved. They would have been like, yeah. obviously in retrospect, they're like, this is perfect. Exactly. She is gold. <laughs> she forgets everything. Yeah. She's always drunk. <laughs> She's Perfect. Hired. hired. <laughs> so, um, and then, yeah, I think, yeah, and then I got the job. And to me, I, I kind of went like, you know, like a lot of people do below deck now, and I'm not sure, especially, I know it sounds horrible, but especially Americans who are like, oh, I've never watched the show, or like, I don't know. Like, even back then, this was two, this was mid 2015. And when you're traveling like that, where you don't have a lot of money, you're going out a lot. Good night, baby. I love you. No. 
um, you know, you're traveling a lot, you don't have money, so you, you're not on Wi-Fi and that sort of stuff. I'd seen a few clips um, on YouTube, but I really had no idea what I was getting in for. I just knew that with how much tips I made, I could kind of make up for the fact that I just spent the last four months following a music festival around Croatia, you know? <laughs> yeah, and at that stage, no, I think that's, it's incredibly brave. And obviously at the time you, you were leaving yachting anyway, you know, I, I don't, you probably wouldn't have done it if you were still planning and staying for a few more years. But at, you know, at that stage, it's like, well, what do I have to lose? You might as well. Yeah. Um, That's why I joined everyone, Below Deck. And I, I do. <laughs> and everyone in yachting told me don't do it. Yeah. Well, but yeah. you know, and I was and, like, for what? Like, why? It, and it wouldn't have been a smart move if you did still want to be in yachting. But, but the fact that you were like, well, I want to leave anyway. And, and obviously, I completely agree that or believe you that you didn't really watch the show because it really wasn't big back then and it's really only kind of blown up in the last few years and um, especially for people in Europe getting access to it and yeah. but I think it's crazy when people I've met a few people now who haven't watched it and who've been on the show and I'm like why would you do that to me that's really really yeah. strange it's very different from when you did it's it weird. yeah seven years ago or whatever um, but now I'm like, that's a huge risk to walk mm. into something and you've no idea what you're walking into. You know, I was the same. I yeah, I was ready to leave yachting and, you know, with the whole COVID experience, I lost my job and, you know, this came yeah. up and it was kind of the same thing you were going through. I was like, well, I have nothing to lose. I want to leave yachting anyway. Uh, but there's no yeah. way I would have done it without watching it and being knowing no well like especially as well daisy because like the only place that i could really access even the the bravo clips was france yeah and that was when i was deep into the process and like you know like people in america they're so used to having everything very quickly and technology and stuff and they don't understand that like in france and greece and things like that you can't just go onto a different vpn and download like it doesn't well especially for someone like me who hardly knows how to turn a computer on it doesn't work yeah. like that you know and maybe now it would be a bit easier but definitely not a thousand seven years ago but like this was 2015 yeah. like wow well it was still very good for new. you for you know taking that uh, leap of faith and putting your hands in the hands of Bravo and 51 Minds. And you know what, Daisy, I will tell you one thing. Like so many people say to me, they're like, especially with how things ended, they're like, do you regret doing it or anything like that? And I'm like, no, because I don't live my life like that. Like I believe I'm so grateful for everything that Below Deck Med has brought into my life like I've had experiences that you can't pay for I've just bought a house like there is a lot that it's given me and I don't have any sort of shame around no and you should how I left and you shouldn't because I mean really what you you know you got um fired for let go or whatever wasn't gonna impact your life that bad it wasn't like you I don't know like broke well, I mean, you broke the MLC rule or whatever. If you want to, if we're not going to get into it, <laughs> we're not going to. Maritime law, Daisy, maritime law. I'm surprised you never heard of maritime law, Daisy, you know, all these years. It, yeah, I know. It, w it wasn't like it was something serious or, you know, the actual law. Like you didn't go to, do you know what I mean? That like what you really were, were got let go for was a, a difference in opinion. 
kind of per se and exactly and yeah something that you know someone felt there was a rule broken and you know whatever it wasn't something like you were you know you bullied someone or you took class no. a drugs on board or something that might have been a bit more shameful well maybe maybe you wouldn't maybe i don't know but uh, what you got really what you got at the end of the day what you got let go for was a difference in opinion and mm. well we i feel like as well it's like you know it's kind it was kind of so bizarre to me because i was like wondering how it was gonna be perceived when it was like it's been aired it's not something that's been hidden for years it's been aired that i have anxiety i've spoken about taking medication for anxiety everyone knows i take medication for anxiety like where is the how is this quite gonna play Mm -hmm. forward and it's like if you want to get me on a technicality that i didn't declare medication like the amount of like god bless her cotton socks courtney from below deck like did the funniest tweet of her showing up with this hospital bag and she's like, this is how I rocked up to Below Deck and I didn't declare any of it. It's like everyone has medication on board. I know many, many times that Sandy has known that people are taking prescription meds and they've never been declared. It's like, okay, sure, yeah, let's go down this path if it yeah. you know, helps you sleep. And obviously, yeah, obviously, you know, like you said, a technicality, like whatever was going on between you and, and Sandy. And that, and sometimes people want to get rid yeah. of someone and they will, you know, pick anything up. I've had it with me as well. And I'm like, this is bullshit that I'm being called up on this when everyone else is doing it. I'm like, just yeah. let's get to the point. You don't like me. Let's, you know, be adults. And that's what this. I think it was. And I, and I think to be honest, it probably wasn't the first time that she had given it a red hot go. But I think this time was like maybe like production, uh, like production had their hands tied a little bit because yeah. she could go, this is a law, rah, 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 you know, as opposed to like, oh, her flowers weren't nice on her table decor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This you is know? something, yeah, she could kind of threaten them with. And I think, you know, like you said, it, yeah. it all kind of worked out because I think, I, you know, I felt like as a viewer, you could tell you were kind of over it. And um, you know, what you see oh, is what you Daisy, get. Do you know what? It's so true. And like, I was never dishonest. I was not like, I wasn't the little cheerleader for yachting towards the end, you know? I was over it. And like a lot of people, I was going to work for my paycheck because yeah. I got bills to pay and I want to buy a house. And, you know, like. But that's the whole point so... of the show is to see, you know, reality. And at the end of the day, you know, you were. The someone... evolution of yachting. Yeah, you were. Exactly. <laughs> You've been there for four years. You were in your 30s. You'd met someone, you know, and that's the reality yeah. of yachting. And as like I said, the evolution. And, you know, that's what the show wants. They want to show the the real depiction and of course you're going to be at a different point in your life four years on or five years on and you know you were ready to to move home and I think these things do push you into um encouraging you to to go and follow sometimes what you don't have the courage to do yourself so you being let go was just kind of what everyone was feeling what everyone was wanting and you're like yeah brilliant I'll go home Mm. and have my baby and you know yeah exactly and uh yeah and look it's so funny because it's like even you know I've even been asked a lot like if you knew not if you knew what was coming but like do you regret doing the last season and it's like 
you know, I think no one's stupid. We don't get paid like normal yachting after each and every season. So it's like, you know what? Look, at the end of the day, like I've come home, I've got my daughter, I've got my partner, we've got our house and things like that. And doing one more season helps with that sort of stuff. Every season, you know, you're going to get more following, you're going to get more support. Um, No, I think you Mm. definitely did the right thing. And you getting let go, I think really just, kind of made you more famous and kind of you know (laughs) showed more support and obviously like you said you don't know how the public are going to perceive um the show and how it's going to be edited but you know it it kind of worked out in your favor I think it was very clear people were team you know Hannah I mean for me to be honest I'm like oh I'm staying well out of it um but oh Daisy (laughs) I know whose team you're on (laughs) <laughs> is Sandy on your podcast next week, bitch? <laughs> I'm staying well out of this. Don't be dragging me into this. But I think, um, yeah. So, guys, just for the listeners at home, Daisy used to message me and she was like, oh, my God, Sandy is the worst person in the whole <laughs> wide world. Liar. I'll print them on my Instagram story tomorrow. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> You'll see, I'll be like on Below Deck Med next year. I'm like, oh, God. No, but um, no, I think. Hi. It... Please don't hate me as much as you hated me. <laughs> no, I think it massively worked out for you in the end. I think the show, you know, showed how much support you kind of had, um, you know, and, and the support with your anxiety. And it really was a technicality. It was a bit too far, but I think, you know, I think maybe it was just a yeah. difference in opinion. And, and she wanted you gone and. But, it, you know, like you said, it worked out fine in the end. And these, you know, what's for us won't go by us. And I think you definitely did the right thing no. by doing the last um, season. And, yeah. Exactly. And like you said, Daisy, it's like if you'd walked away and go, oh, I'm off to start my family, that's like a nice little sweet exit. But, you know, I'd kind of prefer to leave with a bang anyway. So. Exactly. That's what you got to do. Well, this is my thing. You know, I left yachting with a bang and it did blow deck. And, you know, people like us who are like extrovert and flamboyant and, you know, you can't do anything half hourist. It has to be the full, yeah. I'm going to, you know, really exactly go out with a bang. So you did it. It wouldn't have been Hannah style if you just left and it's like okay I'm no done. exactly who wants to leave quietly <laughs> hi Lily she agrees she's just agreeing with you guys <laughs> Lily is like I am team Hannah too <laughs> well I love that story and I guess I I mean the final thing kind of me and Danny wanted to ask about was um your um the ocean training academy and you know what how you started that and how you came up with that idea and you know where people can find you Mm. guys and give us a bit of an insight into that yeah no so that was it was amazing so we just had our first birthday as a company congratulations um, which obviously is in lockdown so there's not much you can do but it was it was nice but basically I was six months seven months pregnant and I would just the whole time I was on below deck I would constantly get asked how to join yachting and I just basically had an idea I was like why don't you know because you can try and help out as many people as you can and I do the same thing with people who message me with their anxiety I'm like I try and respond to as much as possible but 
I can only physically as one person do so no, much. It's a lot. Like me and Danny get like, a lot and you've got, you know, almost a million followers. Way so. more, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. And I can't no, even it keep is, up. And it's like, it's, no, it's super overwhelming and I feel so bad not responding, but I'm like, I have a child and a business <laughs> and a home and like I have a life and I can't help everyone. And that's how I felt a year ago when I started Ocean International is I was like, I want to take all the knowledge I have in the past kind of 10 years, all the knowledge my friends have that are other chief stews, captains, first mates and all of that and put it together into uh, basically an online training platform, but also break it up. So we've broken it up um, into like a bronze course, which is like the who, how, why, what, when, where of yachting. Um, and that I always recommend students do that so then they can actually see the nitty gritty because I'm sure both of you know how many yachting places around the world go, do you want to like live on a super yacht and travel mm. the world and it's so glamorous and beautiful and it's not. It's Nothing hard. like that. Yeah. It is hard work. It's hard work. I loved how many I, people messaged me after Blow Deck, like my friends, my best friends being like, wow you work really hard i'm like i have been trying to tell you <laughs> like it only right? took me to go onto a reality tv show for you to see the bullshit i have to, to deal with prove it to you. <laughs> yeah no but it is and i like i like the fact that we are a super honest company if anyone comes to me if they have any like little hesitancies around pricing i'm like you need to understand that Apart from like this, you need your SCCW, which costs this, your ENG1, which costs this, like potentially going to a yachting hub, which costs this. So please don't take my course if you don't have the finances mm -hmm. to back up this as well, because I would never want to feel like I was taking advantage of anyone yeah. or ripping them off. So, you know, it, we it, are a very... With yachting, it definitely, for anybody out there, you have, it, you know, to make money, you have to spend money. That's with anything in life. Yeah. And yachting you know it, it seems so overwhelming the the initial expenses but you make that back in your first your first it's month your first charter tip in your first month yeah so mm -hmm. it is for everyone out there who is interested um it is an expensive thing to start but <laughs> nine years later that's so a, a drop it. in the ocean i tell you and it is and i that's so basically like i realized that you know I took a comment from Sandy very personally when she told me I wasn't passionate about yachting because my table decor wasn't good enough and I was like I love having guests come on and showing them the time of their lives and still being up like making shots for them at five o'clock in the morning like I'm not not passionate about it just because I don't I'm not a creative so I can't put a table together like that I do have passion about it but it's so nice because my passion for it has morphed into me being passionate into helping other people get into the yachting industry. So we have the bronze course, which is the starter, and then the silver, which was it's a very intense, like, how to actually do the job of both a green deckhand and a green stewardess. And as Daisy, as you know, as a chief stewardess, like if you had – a greenie come in and know the difference between silver service and Russian service, you'd be like, you know what? It's not even the fact that you know the difference. It's that you've taken the time and the forethought to do research or train yourself into knowing the difference. Mm -hmm. Like I can teach you like how to do the job. 
I can't teach you the hunger to yeah initiative I always say that it's initiative is such a powerful mm. thing and doing something like your course already shows initiative that you get up you see what needs to be done and you go and get that yourself I completely agree with you anyone can be a stewardess or a deckhand but you can't learn intuition or teach it and um no and we've got like um students all over the world we do monthly calls with them and it's so nice like one of them at the moment is um working in a bar in Ireland and she's like staying late to practice all her cocktail making skills oh cute and, you know, like yeah so sweet that was like ali coming on with sends me like a new nap oh that was like ali came on with her flashcards of her cocktails and um, i think she had oh, done a course yeah. as well not yours but something similar and yeah it, it sh- i was like well, i was super impressed i was like wow i was like yeah yeah that shows someone who's willing to learn and work hard it it shows the initiative and the other thing as well is like let's be honest it's a very small industry and having you know two people on your side who have 17 years experience and 17 years of contacts doesn't hurt our students either but to me that's like second to learning the actual job itself yeah i think i think it's an amazing idea and i think one of the other benefits of your courses is we have like let's be realistic the industry because of blow deck is becoming saturated it's you know it was already hard to get a job yeah. before and now crazy it's... it's not no do you know what's crazy well yeah i guess I, was gonna... I have crew agents contacting me going please send me people i was actually just i actually don't know why it's i said that really i was actually weird. gonna say yeah i was actually thinking that and i was like <laughs> yeah i get phone calls all the time looking for people <laughs> you're like why am i saying what i'm yeah that is true but i do did you drink today daisy i I am hungover i was out (laughs) yesterday but um no but i do think it kind of gives you that extra but it is everyone wants to be a yachty now because of blow deck and you're like well what's your experience they're like oh well i watch a show or whatever and i think you know having your course behind you gives you that extra edge and that extra you know yeah. and helps you have realistic expectations as well it's not just traveling and having fun it's actually work it is and that's what i'm the one thing i always said about my company because i used to get really annoyed there was companies in america and south africa that were very much selling people a dream and then they were coming on the yacht and they were like it's 8 p.m why am i still working i started <laughs> at seven i'm like well because this is yawning <laughs> So the one thing when I started Ocean International was like, I want people to know the reality behind below deck, behind what other people sell you. Like, I want you to go into this knowing what you're going to get into so that you're not going to call me in three months time crying when you haven't slept in a week, you know? No, I had heard of um, definitely a company in South Africa that was very bad for doing that and sending mm. people over to the south yeah. of France and none of them were getting jobs because I don't know what it was like now but they were obviously all hanging out at the hop store and still partying hard three months later they're like oh I didn't get yeah. a job you know they they were told if you do this course go to Antibes you're gonna get a job then you're guaranteed yeah and it's like no 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 that's and that's the thing is I tell my students I'm like some you know like I get a lot of messages saying if I do your course am I guaranteed to get a job I'm like absolutely not the only person that can guarantee you that you will get a job is someone who owns yeah. a yacht 
Yeah. Or yourself. Yeah. I think right. if no you the I think if you have the determination, you can guarantee yourself if you go out there going, I will not leave until... Yeah, but then it's just on you. Yeah, you've gotta like put in the effort, you've gotta go and hustle. You can't I love like being able to place a student with a crew agent I know and them getting a job through them and that's fantastic. But that's not the normal path. You need to be able to you know, I didn't have any of that. I didn't have anything handed to me. So as much as I want to help my students, a lot of yachting is about doing it yourself as well. You know, you can't have your mom there doing your CV for you. <laughs> I've had literally students go, my mom's sending you my, my CV. And I'm like, I, I'm not doing it then. You wow. need to do it yourself. Because, you know. Crazy. And where can... You're going to be on your own in the big bad world. <laughs> It really is a big bad world. Be prepared. It really is. And where can people find your course if they're interested in, in signing up or you know reading into it? Yeah, of course. So you can always head to my Instagram and um, the um, Ocean International Instagrams in my bio. Um, we are always doing we're doing webinars now bi-weekly where you can come on. Like if you don't want to make the initial investment and you just want to learn more about it, you can join our mailing list at OceanInternationalTrainingAcademy.com um, and just come on a webinar. It's completely free. You can ask questions. We have a chat. Um, and uh, yeah, it's Ocean INT Training Academy on Instagram. Awesome. Well, and also, if you're watching this on YouTube, we're going to put the link down below so you can just click on it as well. Thanks, Danny. Well, good for no you, problem. and Anastasia, for doing that. I think it's a very smart idea, and definitely coming from me and Danny, who also know that a lot of people message us being like how do you get into yachting and i think it's a, a great way to direct people and refer to the following video now <laughs> <laughs> oh well you know it's always such a pleasure to chat to you both i love both of you and uh, it's always so much fun and danny i'm sorry we're in lockdown and i haven't been able to come and see you I in the lead, but once we're out we're gonna have you both over for a play date to the new house Oh, oh, that's jealous. so exciting. Can play together. <laughs> yeah, congratulations on the house again, Han, and thank you so much for doing this with us. Oh. It was a pleasure for us, as always. Of course. It's honestly, I I loved your guys' season. It, You know, Josh and I used to be so excited <laughs> when it was coming out. We had a good season. Yeah, you both entertaining and amazing. <laughs> so, thank uh, you. You're so you sweet. Um, yeah, obviously, we love having you on. And yeah, please come back again and in the future. And Hi. yeah, hopefully, you guys will see each other soon. And hopefully, the borders will open and I can come and visit. Yeah. Uh, yeah, fingers crossed. Well, you have a spare room, Daisy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm excited. I've got a mortgage, so if you supply the champagne, I'll perfect, supply the accommodation. Perfect. I have no <laughs> idea what I'm doing with my life. I don't have a house, a husband, a baby. I can I can bring the champagne. I'm fine with that. <laughs> <laughs> Done. <laughs> okay, great. Well, so we'll leave it there, and uh, see you later. Bye. Bye.